you know you are capable of more because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of your career and life, to starve your fears, to follow your dreams, and to realize your true potential. And we are going to do that together. This is the Own Your Career, Own Your Life podcast. Are you ready? Let's go. So many people in the world are operating on autopilot. They are drifting along, waiting for others to tell them what to do or where to go or what decisions to make. And often they're making decisions based on society and not what they really want. One of the big consequences of this is an increase in complacency and burnout. In our session today, we're going to share some best practices for breaking out of this drift beating burnout, and overcoming complacency in your career. My guest today is Antonio Neves, who is an author, speaker, podcaster, and all-around awesome guy to follow on this subject. And his latest book, Stop Living on Autopilot, is all about how to take responsibility for your life and rediscover a bolder, happier you. Antonio, welcome to the summit. Hey, man. It's an honor. It's a joy to be here with you. And uh, I'm really excited for all the value that you're creating for the folks that are that are joining this with me and the other speakers. This is a place that when I was coming up in my career, uh, I wish I had access to content like this. So thanks for doing it. Yeah, for sure. I, I wish I did as well. And uh, it's awesome being able to uh, bring such great speakers together like you. Before we get going, uh, I want to acknowledge that uh, you just uh, you are dealing with overcoming a major injury. Uh, just a couple days ago, and just coming off of pretty major surgery as well on your hamstring. So I know you're you got to be uncomfortable over there, and I appreciate you keeping this interview on your schedule and still speaking with us today. And uh, yeah, just for the for the viewers, uh, I fully tore my hamstring off of the bone. So if you see me during this leaning over a little bit and all that, that's me just getting comfortable, which is impossible. Uh, but but you bring up, uh, by the way. Even me, the author of the book, Stop Living on Autopilot, this reinforced this energy when everything came to a stop, a pause that I did not choose. You, you're very familiar with pauses yep. that we did not choose. You know, how we choose to address and respond to these are critical. And just briefly, I kept this on my calendar for a reason. Uh, one, if I, if I couldn't do it physically, I wouldn't do it. But integrity is huge in all that I do. And I know all the moving parts that you have to make this happen. So I figured, I said, hey, if I can show up for him today, I'm going to do it because I know how that can affect everything else. So I'm glad to be here. There's not some people I've passed on a lot of stuff, but I was going to, I was going to be here for this. I so appreciate that. And uh, you're, you're not the first guest to tell me that we had another uh, speaker who had some stuff going on in his family and told me he canceled pretty much everything on his calendar, except for this summit. So we are honored to have some really great speakers who are making time for this. And I think you bring up a great point that relates to this whole subject is that you know, we all have, uh, I think if you're tuning in, then like me, you, you're probably ambitious. You've got a lot of things you want to achieve. You want to be successful in your career, um, but nothing ever goes perfectly. Nothing, nothing ever goes as planned. And sometimes we get these major challenges that come our way. You and I were just wrapping before we uh, started recording this about the, the medical challenges we've dealt with. You know, I had cancer earlier this year and a broken ankle last year, and, and lots of people have stuff going on. Uh, and these are great opportunities for us to pause and think about what's going on in our life and what's most important and how do I want to set my priorities from here? And, you know, and to realize that we can deal with and overcome these challenges, even if they're not what we would have chosen if given the opportunity. I agree 100%. And for people who are listening right now, I mean, what's fascinating is that 
we can choose to pause. Like we can choose when to pause. There are many people watching this right now that are probably long overdue for a pause to reassess some key things in their life, in their career, in their relationships, where they live, their finances, their health, their fitness. Many people are in need of that pause. Um, the truth is this pause that's happening for me right now, though I didn't plan it, in some ways it's a gift because I needed it for my business because I've been going, going, going. The guy who wrote Stop Living on Autopilot has been on autopilot just, just going. In the book, something I bring up is, and you again, you'll relate to this, man, yeah. is I say, don't wait for a life-altering event mm. to live the life that you're supposed to live. Don't wait for a life-altering event, a bad diagnosis, major hamstring injury, loss of a loved one. We can go on and on, on and on and on to live the life you're supposed to live, the decisions you want to make in your career, the choices you want to We are waiting for that perfect day. You and I both know, for me, the perfect day is today. Mm -hmm. because we woke up that means we won for this day already and how dare how dare we how dare we not take advantage of the day that we have pushing things off to tomorrow the, 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 i love the spanish proverb tomorrow is often the busiest day of the week because we push so much off until tomorrow so a challenge for all of us is whatever decisions need to be made to start making some of those today yeah, it reminds me, the end of my workday is usually the busiest time of the day because I'm like, oh, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Let me try to get this done before I take the kids to softball practice or whatever's going on. Uh, so I can definitely relate to that. Um, let's go back, you know, take a step back. You mentioned your book a couple of times and, you know, this idea of being on autopilot. For those that are not familiar, what does it mean to be living on autopilot? A quick reference point I can give you is an exercise I do in a, my book called The Last 30 Days. And I just invite folks who are listening and we'll talk about careers. I invite you to look back at your career. I don't care if you're working in person, if you're back in the office or if you're remote, you name it. And I want you to think back to your last 30 days and ask you and really just think over your last 30 days at work and ask yourself the simple, but it's a challenging question. And that is based on your last 30 days, if your manager, if your boss had to make a decision to rehire you, would they do it? Would they immediately say, yes, I want you on my team. Yes, I want her on my team. Yes, I want him on my team, et cetera. Or would there possibly be some hesitation? When I do workshops all across the globe, virtually, you name it, this is when people typically lose eye contact with me because they know based on the last 30 days, they probably wouldn't be rehired. I want to invite people right now just to think back to the jobs that they're in right now, potentially any jobs that they hate, that job that you hate going to. I want you to think about when you first interviewed for this job and how excited you were. Think about how excited you were when you got that second job interview. Think about how fired up you were when you found out you got the job. Yeah. Now think about how you showed up on day one, week excited. one, month one, quarter one. You brought what I like to call day one energy. You were committed. You did more than was expected of you. You showed up early. You did extra. You volunteered. You build relationships. So the question I have for everyone right now is how much of that day one energy still exists? And if you're like, yeah, but you'll understand, Antonio, I don't like my job. I don't like my leader. I don't like management. You are there. Mm -hmm. And you are there. You chose to be there. You essentially agreed to something. I'm a firm believer. If you don't like certain agreements, change them. But while that agreement is intact, you are there. So I invite people to find ways they can bring back that day one energy. And here's the key. You're bringing that day one energy for you because that's just how you show up because you have values, because you have standards. Not for everybody else. That's an agreement between you and you. I love that. And that, that's going to be some tough 
um, not to say tough love, but just a tough reflection for some people. Would you, would you hire you based on your work over the last 30 days? Do you think your manager or your team or your company would hire you again? Um, or would you hire yourself based on way you've been acting or showing up the last 30 days? I know I would definitely hire me. I would double down on me the way I've been working the last 30 days, but that's not always the case. Um, you know, are you bringing that energy and enthusiasm? And I just want to say that I know you're going through some tough moments, a little bit of pain right now, and you are still bringing the energy and the enthusiasm to this session, which I appreciate. So starting with this exercise is a great way to think about, you know, have we been kind of just drifting through or are we really showing up with vigor? And then where do we go from there to figure out, okay, am I on autopilot or, you know, what's the, what's the reverse or the inverse of that? Is it I'm acting with more intention and, and energy and how I'm showing up and what I'm doing? Yeah. And just by the way, if you don't like the answer to that 30 day question, I don't want you to beat yourself up and to give yourself a hard time. That's just all data. That's just all information. And guess what? You get to choose whether you act on that information or not. If you want to act on that data or not. That, again, that's a personal conversation. The reason why I bring that up is because we spend so much time in the workplace and in society that I've noticed, and I've been guilty of this. By the way, I wrote the book because I was on autopilot, because I wouldn't have rehired me, because my wife probably wouldn't have recommitted to me at many stretches of our relationship because of how I showed up. Uh, but we're so good at pointing the finger out there, but very rarely are we willing, Andy, to point the finger here. How am I showing up? What role have I played in this? So if you have identified that you are on autopilot, I, I, I first invite you to have some grace for yourself. But then what I'm gonna challenge you to do, what I'm gonna invite you to do, because it's always an invitation, is to recommit. We talk so much in society nowadays about you got to commit, you got to commit. Commitment is not a one-time thing. We have to recommit every single day to what's most important. And to get clear, and if you want to show up every single day, the reason why you're fired up right now in your work and why the reason why you're doing so much is because what you have is a clear North Star. You know what you're heading towards. Even if it's not fully, fully in focus, you know what you are heading towards. So I invite people who are listening to this right now to think about what the North Star is. Maybe that North Star is moving to a brand new city to pursue a new career. Maybe that North Star is transitioning, transitioning industries. Maybe that North Star is a promotion in your current position. We can go on and on and on, but the key thing is when you have that North Star, it yeah. guides you and it allows you to make good, consistent decisions. Unfortunately, as you know, most people wake up and they just go. And guess what? When you wake up and you just go, you could end up absolutely anywhere. Right now, for a fact, there are many people who are successful in great, good jobs that they hate. Mm -hmm. Let me say that again. There are many people watching this right now who are successful. They have titles like director and VP and senior vice president to their family and friends. They are successful. They made it. Yet they are woefully unhappy because they don't have that direction, that North Star. So I'm gonna challenge everyone to find that North Star. And when you do that, when you wake up, you can ask yourself that simple yet challenging question, what's most important about today? If nothing else gets done today, what three things must get done? What must get done this week, this month, this quarter, et cetera? You know, depending upon when you're watching this, a great, a great idea to think about this is just the end of the year. Let's say by December 31st, what three things must happen for me to say this year was a success? No matter what, what else, what three things must happen for me to say that this year is a success? That's huge because now to your point earlier, people are moving with intention. 
They're not moving with being reactive. The last thing I'll say to this, you know, a great way to think about it is this email. Like we're so funny, man. We're so funny with these and yeah. email and social media. I want to remind everyone watching this, including myself, that your inbox is not your to-do list. Mm. We, we, we live our lives being letting life be dictated by our inbox or our notification from Twitter, or Instagram. That's somebody else's priority. But when you are clear what your intentions are, your North, Star, your North Star is, guess what? You will look at that inbox, those emails so differently. You will look at those notifications, which, by the way, everyone should turn off yeah. of your phone because they're not helping you. Uh, you'll look at them so differently. That's a bit of a, a rant, but there you go. Boom. I like it. And uh, it's reminded me of so many things, but so important to have those goals, those priorities, those things that you know you want to accomplish and the why behind that. Like, why are you doing these things? And is it just because that's your job? Your boss told you to do this, or do you really understand you have the motivation behind it? And I get, I fall into these traps all the time, you know, they get sucked into email or social media or whatever it may be and, and off track a little bit. But one of the reasons people ask like, Hey, how do you do so much? How do you accomplish so much? And I'm hosting three podcasts and a summit and all these things that I'm doing. And it's because I recite and remind myself of my goals every single morning. And I know the why behind all of them. And if there's not a clear why I get rid of it, right? If I don't have that North star or that purpose, then I'm not going to go do it. Now I have the luxury of running my own business, but I think people have- Can I stop you. Okay. Uh, by the way, I, lo I love that you said luxury of running your own business because yeah. I know you, everyone, everyone's going to hear that. And thank you, yeah. jet skiing every single day. <laughs> running your own business is one of the most challenging things ever. When people you know, have my run my own business, when people say things, you know, I want to start my own business so I have more free time. Yeah. <laughs> I just start laughing because <laughs> we don't have that. Free. I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's no. a luxury. And, you know, the, the, the check doesn't just show up every two weeks by right. itself. It's based know. on literally know it, based man. on your efforts. Yeah, I do. I know it. And I love the. Uh, kind of the ups and downs and the the like the uncertainty of like you know how am I, am I going to be able to pay the bills in the future that sort of thing I thrive on that. that that is not for a lot of people and that's actually a big reason why I wrote my book and I created this summit and everything because a lot of people don't want to run their own business they just want to be fulfilled in their career and know that they're going somewhere um, and they're contributing now I want to go back to a, a kind of a, a rhetorical question that you brought up earlier in when you were explaining what it means to be on autopilot. What if, what if you're in a position where you don't like your boss and you don't like your company? And, and like you said earlier, it, it shouldn't be an excuse for, oh, that's why I'm showing up on autopilot. I'm not really giving my all. But what if we're in that situation? What can we do? Oh, well, a decision needs to be made. Uh, so many people have been figuring things out forever. We all know those people who are always figuring things out. Those people who for years have been talking about getting a brand new job and leaving that company, but they've done absolutely nothing. So first, before I even answer the question, is that you? Are you that person that's been figuring things out for a long time that goes to brunch and talks a lot of crap about the company, about your boss, but you haven't made any decisions? You have not put yourself in a position to get a new position. You haven't done informational inter interviews. You haven't joined a monthly group mastermind like, like I have, like Andy has, where you can up your game, where you can build relationships, you can develop brand new skills. So you mentioned something earlier that is tough love. One thing my book is and who I show up as is a success coach for my clients, uh, men and women who go from big positions from director to VP to VP to SVP is I'm a firm believer that most of us don't need another pat on the back. Mm. We need somebody to be honest with us. I'm not against compassion, empathy, and love. I'm for those things. 
and we need someone to look us in the eyes and tell us the truth. So for that person that doesn't dig that job, they don't like their boss, have you done anything about besides complain? Come on now. Have you done anything about it besides complain? So think about that for a quick second. I want to also lay this out there. Um, you know, you, you talk about how productive you are, right? And all the things you get done because you have that clear why and purpose. There's a joke that I love that I heard a motivational speaker say a long time ago. And that is, he says, the most productive day in America is the day before someone goes on vacation. <laughs> yes. Because they know they have so much to do. So I'm going to challenge all of you right now to, to, to put in that effort. And, you know, as my friend Mitch Matthews once told me, a dream job is a job that you love or a job that allows you to do what you love. Out of all of my friends and family, and I can speak for myself and even clients, one thing I know to be a fact, and you're gonna laugh because you know this to be true as well when you fell, when you fell up standard you know, corporate America nine to fives, which are never nine to fives. Very rarely are we actually putting in eight hours of work. We, especially now with remote working. Yeah. I'm telling all of you folks right now, if you don't like that job, do what you got to do, hustle, make that happen. And you could, there's probably a good significant portion of the workday that could be for you to, to blog, to write, to search, to do things if you don't distract yourself. If you don't fool yourself with the foe, I'm crazy busy. People aren't crazy busy. They are distracted and lack focus. That's yeah. my experience. People yeah. are not crumb crazy busy. No, you're not. No. Show me your calendar. Better yet, if you want to know if you're crazy busy, if you have an iPhone, I'm sure Androids do these as well. Look at your phone usage for the day. It'll tell you what you care about because if you spend over two hours on Instagram today, you are not crazy busy. That's time wasted. Yeah. If you don't like your job, that you could have sent a resume, you could have updated your resume, you could have adjusted a cover letter, you could have reached out to someone on LinkedIn and requested a virtual cup of coffee or something like that. So that's what I challenge those folks to do. Yeah. Be honest about how and where you're spending your time. And uh, could you be spending your time in different places? Uh, I got rid of that uh, B word busy a long time ago uh, after I heard uh, someone speak about that. And uh, I, you know, I think it's so funny. My response, so many people get on calls with me and they usually start by saying, thanks so much for taking your time. I know you're really busy. And I'm like, everybody's busy. Like we both made time for this call. So let's, let's talk, right? And we all have the same amount of time in the day. Um, we're all trying to do different things and it's a matter, it comes down to how are we using that time? And I like your point that if you're not happy with your situation, what are the things that you want to change or need to change? And are you using that time to improve your situation? Now let's go to the other side for people that are living on autopilot, that are drifting along, that are unhappy in their situation. Um, what's the risk of letting that go on too long without changing something? The risk of being that person who may be quote unquote successful, has that good job, maybe has kids, maybe has that house, that white picket fence that everybody daydreams about, the American dream, but being woefully unhappy, feeling that that kind of tap on your shoulder nonstop saying, this isn't it, this isn't it. Getting to the point where you're phoning it in and in, in all areas of life, whether it be your health, whether it be your, um, your mental health, whether it be your relationships that matter most, work, et cetera. All things I know very well. I, I, I phoned it in on stages in front of 3,000 people. I phoned it in on my marriage. I, for period of, periods of time, I phoned it in as a dad. I gained 30 pounds five years ago because I was feeling that tap on my shoulder and ignored it. I ended up uh, in the hospital with some cardiac issues because of that. Stress, anxiety is real. 
what we do, unfortunately, is we sedate ourselves. We distract ourselves with those things that are unimportant, things we can find on here. We have that glass of wine or two in the evening. So we don't feel that angst of I should be doing something else with my time right now. Netflix, Netflix even tries to tell you, Netflix will say, hey, are you still watching? Because it's basically saying, bro, sis, you've really been here for seven episodes. Are you still there? Are you still watching? Because there's probably something else you probably should do right now. So that's what you risk, man. You you, you risk um, regret. You risk damaging relationships. You risk your health going downhill. And you risk looking at the person every single day in the mirror that you start to dislike more and more. Mm. Yeah, that, that is tough. And you just reminded me too, I was, I'm reading the book, uh, Atomic Habits right now. And uh, he, he talks about how there's a chapter about how technology can help you with better habits, can, but it can also be your enemy and how things like Netflix and YouTube, you know, they automatically go to the next episode. I don't watch that much TV, so I didn't think about it. Uh, but it automatically, and it's actually harder to stop than it is to watch another episode. Uh, unlike it used to be in the old days. And so it's easy to just sit there and binge and, and pass out watching TV, which, you know, I always say there's nothing wrong. Like you get to choose how you spend your time. Right. But don't come to the brunch. Like you said, complaining. I don't like my situation. I wish I could do more. I wish I could get in better shape or whatever. If you're also spending three hours a night watching Netflix. hundred percent. Let that be the reward. I'm not saying close your Instagram account. I'm not saying close Facebook. I'm not saying get rid of uh you know, Netflix or Prime Video, not at all. But let that be the reward for a, a day well-lived as opposed to just the, the standard. What I'm really calling for folks to do, and again, for folks who know me, you're probably like, damn, this was, I thought we thought this was going to be uplifting, <laughs> Andy. <laughs> I'm uh, feeling bad. You know, uh, I don't want you to feel bad. I want you, I want you, I'm having this conversation because I want all of us to live to higher standards, to have better values for ourselves. I want to remind all of us that we have a say in this thing called our life. And the way I'm gonna communicate that with you is gonna be very different than others. Uh, because I'm the guy that, again, wants to lift you. I, I want you to win whoever's watching this right now. I want you to succeed and whatever that means for you. I want you to be happy. And I want you to know when you go to bed each night that in some shape or form, and you feel like you earned your sleep, that you, didn't, you just didn't coast through another day. Because you know we got an amazing shot of this thing called life. And, and I know what it's like to waste time. Yeah. Time you're not going to get back. So um, I, I'm direct and clear to the point, and it's because I believe there are some people that 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 need this message right now. We, they do, and and I everybody does, and and I have areas to improve. I know a lot of people look up to me as being really productive, like we talked about with having that clear why and everything. And I don't watch that much TV, but um, I have a strong morning routine, and I've noticed over the last few months, every morning I get sucked into Netflix, not Netflix, Instagram where it's like, oh, I'm just going to check one thing. And that turns into 20 minutes. It happens <laughs> and, and every day. And when you add up that 20 minutes every day or more, probably if I'm honest, right? Um, that adds up to a lot of time that, you know, it's cool to see what's going on in the world, but it takes away from productivity, other things we want to do. Yeah. Let me add a, something in there. One of, my most pop, one of my most popular podcasts on the Antonio Nev show recently, I provided a question to the listeners and it's so simple. I don't want to call it dumb, but it's so simple, but people really resonated with it. And basically I said, to your point, before you do something, I don't care if this is career-based, if it's for your health, fitness, your time, et cetera, ask yourself the simple question. Is what I'm about to do going to make my life better or is it going to make it worse? Mm. And then be honest and act accordingly. 
Because when we when we sit down at the restaurant and we're about to order, we know what meal is going to make our life better in the long term yeah. or worse. Uh, when we um, pick up our phones, et cetera. Again, I'm not saying we can't do things, but just asking that question, it's going to make things better or worse uh, can guide us to becoming you know, who we say we want to be. Um, you mentioned earlier uh, when we were talking about the risks of living on autopilot too long, uh, you mentioned mental health in there. Uh, I wanted to address the fact that we've got a lot of people that are on the verge of burnout or have already gotten there. And this may be contributing to that. What are you seeing out there in the working world with regards to um, mental health and burnout? And, and how can we reduce our risk of being uh, victim is not the right word, but right, but of burning out and having issues ourselves. Burnout, as you just said, is absolutely real. We can look at the research that comes out of Gallup that says that, you know, more than 30 plus percent of employees are going to experience burnout at some point of the year. Some recent McKinsey data came out that said, unfortunately, the people who experience burnout the most are women. Of course, the pandemic has, has contributed greatly to that for the folks that are working from home. We have found that men and women are definitely working more as opposed to less working from home. There doesn't seem to be a clear cutout time. So first and foremost, I, as much as you can, I invite you to create boundaries. Even if you work at home where you know the computer is easily accessible in your home office, garage or whatever, I invite you to set boundaries when you're going to shut off and you're going to be done. And you're going to connect with family, friends, you're going to have a meal, you're going to exercise or something like that. That's absolutely critical. I invite you to set boundaries with this. I found that my mental health does not improve the more I have this in my hand. It He's actually talking about gets his iPhone worse. right there, people. Yeah, yeah, uh, 100%. Um, to, for folks also, I would say a few things. I love that you have your routine. Like, sounds like you, Andy, are a great example of having some non-negotiables in your life. All of you know what are some key things that make your day better. I can name three things. I have five key things I do every single day. But I have three things that I know help with the burnout and make my day a success. One, if I sweat, it's odds are it's going to be maybe not a great day, but it's going to be a good day. If I eat healthy throughout the day, odds are it may not be a great day, but it's going to be a good day. Uh, meditation is in there for me as well. Um, I'll do all five. If I finish something, I mean, if I finish something, I can press publish, press send. That, you know, that sense of achievement is a big component of positive psychology. This fifth one, excuse me, is absolutely key. If you remember none of that stuff, remember this. That is no one who has accomplished anything of significance did it alone. And neither should you. Neither should the people listening to this. Unfortunately, even prior to the pandemic, there was an epidemic of uh, loneliness with folks becoming disconnected from others. As connected as we are on this day and age, we are more disconnected. So I don't want you to disconnect from people. I want you to lean in and to connect with people more on a regular basis family, friends, those people who uplift you. I call them allies of glory, the folks that encourage you, that inspire you, that challenge you, that push you, that hold you accountable to be the absolute best version of yourself. Uh, they can be a church. They can be in your community. Again, family, friends. And if you're saying, hey, I hear you, Antonio, but, but I don't know those people, guess what? You have a brilliant opportunity to join some meetups. You have a brilliant opportunity to join some groups of church. You have a brilliant opportunity to hire a coach to work with. You have an amazing opportunity to join a mastermind where you meet on a weekly or monthly basis. Of course, this does in many ways requires you to invest in yourself, but investing in yourself, the way you've invested, uh, just taking time to watch this right now, 
it pays dividends. Just like, you know, stock investments can pay dividends, investing in yourself does exactly the same. So don't do it alone. I love this idea of boundaries and thinking about what's most important to you. What are your non-negotiables? What are those five, three to five things that if you do them, you know, you're going to be happier, more fulfilled and feel more accomplished. So as you were saying, you know, saying yours, I was thinking about mine. Uh, for, for me, number one is meditation. It's the first thing I do every day. Um, I've meditated uh, I've missed, I think, about six days in the last five years, and my current streak is uh, 656 days in a row right now of meditation, uh, and I find that helps me through so many situations. So one is meditation, two is some type of activity, take a walk, whatever it may be, um, and get and I recite affirmations, get back to my goals. Um, three would be uh, my journal and writing down gratitude. I do that every single day, and that like reminds me of how great my life and, and the world is. Uh, number four, I'm going to throw in uh, hugs from my children. Usually we do a morning hug every morning and that makes my day. If, if nothing else goes well, at least I have that. Uh, and then I love that idea of like finishing something, getting something. I haven't had that in mind before, but just to think like that sense of accomplishment where like, oh, I had this project I was working on. I got this thing done or I got this deal closed or whatever it may be. Uh, that's a really, really great one as well. And I also love just having great conversations. So I'll throw that in too. Yeah, absolutely. And back to finishing things, obviously, if we look at all of us, look at our to-do list, if we were intentional about our to-do list, you know, we were finishing things on a daily basis, big and small. And I think something else I think is important for all of us, for folks, is to be willing to don't forget to document your wins, big or small. Every single day, every single week, there are wins we have professionally or personally. One of the things I do with my coaching clients is have them regularly document, document their personal and professional wins. And what's cool is when they document their professional wins, some of those things that they forgot about, that they otherwise would have forgot about, guess what? They end up as bullet points on their resume or something they mentioned in their LinkedIn profile. Guess what? They end up as case studies or conversation pieces for when they have interviews, et cetera. So don't forget to document your wins, big or small because those are key things you can use in job interviews. They can show up on your resume. You can use them as leverage to negotiate that raise, to negotiate um, a new position, et cetera. I love it. I love it. Antonio, this has been fantastic. Um, last thing, um, I, wanna, I wanna find out where people can go to find out more about you and anything else you wanna share that we haven't covered that can help people stop living on autopilot and really take ownership of their careers. Yeah, well, everything Antonio is at theantonionevs.com. You can check out the book, Stop Living on Autopilot. You can check out my podcast, The Antonio Nev Show. Uh, last thing, you know, I want to say to folks is, and by the way, when I say these things to you, uh, folks know that I'm saying them to myself as well. Right. And then I want to remind all of us that, that no one owes us anything, mm. but we owe ourselves absolutely everything. For me, that just creates peace for me. And the crazy thing is, of course, people are going to support us. Of course, people are going to root for us. Of course, people are going to love us. And no one owes us anything, but we owe ourselves absolutely everything. And that means that no one can care more about our lives than we do. No one can care more about our lives than we do. I want everyone to remember who's watching this, that you have a say in this, that you have a say in this. Ask yourself, what role can I play in making things better? You'll be surprised the amazing, easy answers that come to you. 
Amen. Nobody cares more about your career and your life than you do. So you've got to own it. Antonio, this has been great. We covered so much ground in this conversation. We talked about the importance of pausing, what it means to live on autopilot, the exercises of thinking about your last 30 days, um, your inbox not being your to-do box and really getting clear on your priorities and the things that you want to accomplish in a day, week, month, year, whatever it may be. Um, you mentioned nobody does it alone. It's okay to get help, uh, find accountability partners, coaches, mentors, check in with your manager, whatever it may be. Uh, we talked about uh, avoiding burnout and uh, getting in touch with those top five, three to five non-negotiable things are going to help you feel good about your day. You talked about documenting wins and uh, you mentioned at the end, nobody owes us anything. We owe ourselves everything. I wrote down that quote. I love it. And nobody cares more about your life and your career than you do. So you've got to own it. Antonio, it's been great. Thank you so much for joining us and for all of you watching and listening at home. Thank you for being here. We appreciate you. Thank you again for being here and we'll see you on the next session.